0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. Today, I am joined with two of my pastoral residents, Bryson Amix. How's it going? Kevin Noah. Hey, guys. And today, we're going to answer the question how can I read more books? Or how can you? read more books. So recently preached a sermon on the identity of learner and talked about um, Christians are lifelong learners who are constantly learning about God. We learn about God through reading the Bible. We learn about God through reading books. And, And so we should be reading a lot of books. And I said from the stage that I read, you know, it depends every year, but minimally I read about 52 books a year. So that's a book a week upwards to 75 books a year. Mm. And it really just depends on how thick of the books I'm reading because I'm, I'm reading um, like 100,000 pages or something insane like that. Um, so the bigger, obviously, a book that's 700 pages, like right now I'm reading John Piper's book, Providence, and uh, that book, that's a 700-page book. you know. And guess what? On my Goodreads uh, app that I keep track of on my reading, I get credit for one book. For that. And, uh, you know, a lot of modern stuff you read, and, you know, it's 100 pages, and that's one book, too. And so, um, so yeah, so anywhere between 52 and 75 books a year. Do you guys know how many books you read?
1: I think last year I read 34. I would have
2: been around the same just with the residency books. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure.
0: Do you know how many books that I assigned for you guys to read? All in all? Mm,
2: maybe 10 12 i think it was 14 or 15 14
0: or 15 yeah. yeah 14 or 15 and that's over the over the two years mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> went easy on us
0: i must have i felt like it was more than that well what's your uh, what would you say i want to ask you guys first mm-hmm. uh how do you read books so somebody, somebody says how, how do i read more books what do you what's your response
2: I just, I mean, I love reading, so I'm a, I'm really biased, and so I just pick up a book and and read it. I mean,
0: <laughs> all right. So for those some of you, some folks are like that; they just love books. Um, that is not that was not my story. I never read a book that I'm aware of until I became a Christian at age seventeen. I'm talking when we had to do book reports in school. I'd read like the first chapter a middle chapter and the last chapter, and then i just make stuff up to, <laughs> to, to write the book report. Um, <clears throat> and when I became a Christian, I God gave me a passion for reading the Bible. And every morning I would wake up and I'd read the Bible and I couldn't get enough of it. And then the Bible was so freaking confusing, I'd have to pick up a book to try to understand what I was reading about the Bible. And um, And that is how I basically became a learner. And, and my reading habits have grown significantly since then. Um, those first few books, I remember I was reading like the Left Behind series. <laughs> uh, I do not recommend that. Um, but that's where I started. And I started with really light, kind of weak, 60-proof theology, you know, weak stuff. <clears throat> because I didn't know there was anything else. I didn't have any good pastors that could point me to some hunter-proof. Or maybe even some 130 proof.
1: Yeah, that's more like beer theology.
0: Can. It is more like I was I was drinking Miller Lite theology, dude, and getting Miller Lite results, right? And then once I took a little sip of some John Piper, that was about 100 proof, and I said, "Ooh, I like that. That burns when it goes down. I like that." And then, um, you know, I still read Piper, but I I also read a lot of other guys. Um, Herman Bavinck is one of my favorites that I'm reading, and he's he's about 130 proof. Um, so, so I didn't like reading. I didn't read very much, and then all of a sudden, bam, I started reading. Now, what I in the beginning, basically, I would read for about an hour in the morning. I'd wake up early, read my Bible for 15, 20 minutes, and then read a book or something and pray. Okay, so I, I would read. That's that was basically. What when God saved me and made me into a learner, that's how I started reading okay mm-hmm. and reading like that, you can get through the Bible in a year and you can read i don't know maybe a book a month or something i mean i i, I at that time I wasn't picking up a book in the afternoon I wasn't picking up book if I'm sitting down I'm still playing video games you know I'm in college right there i wasn't i wasn't uh fully i wasn't reading like i'm like I'm reading now yeah what what was, what's your experience with becoming a learner and reading, Bryson?
1: Um, I have to keep myself in check a little bit because my primary way to read is through, like, Desiring God articles and, like, the Gospel Coalition, um, mostly because they're just shorter chunks. Um, but no, I guess I have to find something that I'm interested in and then find a book that's recommended by, like, Like sometimes I'll go to Desiring God and look at Piper's recommendations for like a topic that I'm interested in. Um, Yeah, no, if if I'm not interested in it, I'm not gonna want to read it anyway. So I have to look for something that I'm interested in.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Reading articles like Gospel Coalition and Desiring God, those are good. They're helpful. What's helpful about them? One, they're usually timely. So they're they're written in a way that we should get right now. They might have current events in mind. They might be trying to help us apply the Bible to a certain thing that our culture is talking about. Um, but what's bad about them, I don't know if I wouldn't say bad, but what's lacking is <clears throat> depth. Mm-hmm. You can't really... One of our problems today is we read one article and we think we understand something. Or even worse, we read one headline and we think, I don't need to read the article, I get it. Like, <laughs> And there's levels to this, man. You, When you read like an article on Providence, you can kind of get a generalized understanding of it. But when you read a 700 page book on Providence, it blows your mind. And it and you spent, and here's the deal. Here's one of the main reasons why I, I'm not a big fan of articles. You read an article, you go, Yep, I agree with that, and you move on. And five minutes later, I might ask you, Hey, what was that article about? And you're like, Uh, uh Providence was good. I'm like, okay. But when you read a 700 page book on Providence every single day for a month or two months or three months, you're, You're studying providence. You're thinking about providence. You're seeing the way providence has been worked out in scripture. Mm. And so if you're spending three months thinking about providence and learning about providence, you're going to be far more likely to actually keep something, retain something with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Then reading one article. Because you read one article about providence and you can move on to something about election then something about race. And so you're not really retaining that information mm-hmm. or or, or you're, and and we want to become wise people and to be a wise person you actually have to retain some of that mm-hmm. that that doctrine of providence has got to get in you you know what i mean yeah um so that's why i think you should read read book, big mm-hmm. books but let me let's just we're riffing here we don't have any notes or anything but um, here's how i and listen, there's people that read a whole lot more books than I am. I do. And I'll be honest, I am I'm am a very active person. I like to I'm not a scholar. I I, I want to get stuff done. There's a difference between being a scholar like John Piper and being a church planter like me. I Piper is 100% content to sit in his room and read and write 24 hours a day. I am not. I enjoy reading. I enjoy, I don't really, writing is really hard for me, uh, but it's good for me and I do like it when I'm done with it. But I like to get stuff done. I would rather read about providence, apply it to my life, and then go help somebody in their life work out the providence of God. Go make a disciple. Go meet somebody and evangelize them for Jesus. Go work out and rub shoulders with an unbeliever. I I'm a I'm a I'm a doer. I'm a a reader, thinker, doer, okay? And and Piper's more of a reader thinker. Reader thinker writer, okay? So I don't read as much as a lot of guys. Now Piper is notoriously a, sm- a slow reader he says. So <clears throat> I don't know how many books he reads. But I know there's people out there that read 2 250 maybe even 300 books. And so so and for me also I'm always reading at least one fiction book, but I don't read that many fiction books. Mm. It takes me a lot longer to get through fiction books uh, than it does nonfiction. I'm reading usually four or five nonfiction books at a time, Mm. and I'm getting through those much faster. So here's my tips and tricks for reading a lot more books. Um, One... I've already talked about it. I wake up every single morning and I read some Bible. Right? First thing I do. Then I read something that's that's devotional. And by devotional, I just mean warms my heart for the things of God. So for me, that's usually a big thick book of theology. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read one or two pages, maybe a chapter. I'm read-that's what I'm doing with. Piper's Providence right now. Did Herman Bavink, um, The Wonderful Works of God last year, a couple years ago. I did The Crucifixion by Fleming Rutledge. Phenomenal book. One of the best books I've ever read on the crucifixion of Jesus. Uh, No, one of the best books I've ever read, period. Took me almost a whole year to read it, but just a few pages at a time. Then, I'm reading broadly. I call it emergency reading. Hmm. So, this last year, I've had to read a ton on race. I've had to read a ton on the role of government and the Christian kind of the Christian response to the government and the Christian view of government and civil disobedience and all these different things. So, I've 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 done that. I'm usually reading a book like on eldership or something like that because I'm having to lead a team of elders and try to create an elder team. So this is where you would think okay, like what am I what do I need to know right now? If you're a disciple, Jesus, what do you need what are you lacking? You're trying to disciple this guy at work and you don't know how to to evangelize him. Okay, read a book on apologetics. Read a book on how to have gospel conversations. Read a book something that you're interested in but you need you need the information, you know what I mean? Like I need to it's like reading if you got to replace the carburetor in your car, and you go and you get a manual, like to how to do that, right? Or yeah. you watch a YouTube video. <laughs> uh, I'm reading this because I need to know it. This is parenting stuff. This is husband and wife stuff, marriage stuff. This might be business, you know, like some business, even some business stuff from a Christian perspective, etc. So you're you're kind of reading broadly, and then just what what interests you. Right, And so you might think you you hear something in a sermon I say and that intrigues you about the gentleness of Jesus. Okay, let's read a book on the gentleness of Jesus. Let's read a book on that. And um, the reason why I don't just read one book and drill down in that one book and only read that till I crush it is because my attention span is such that I like to take my time in in books and I like to have a lot of different things going at the same time. Some mm. people are like, well, I get mixed up. You really don't. You really don't. If you read, I would rather read one chapter out of four books than four chapters in one book. Mm. Because one, four chapters in one book might get a little boring. You know, you just get tired of reading about that one thing. And it, it kind of Maybe it's my ADHD or whatever, but it it move it's moving on to something different, you know. And one book might be hard to read, and then you move on to the next book, and that book is easy to read.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So there's lots of different genres out there. There's lots of different authors out there. Um, Sometimes people say, "Hey, have you read this?" and they give me something, and I've got to read it. I'm not reading it because I believe it. I'm reading it because I have to like write a paper on it or rebut it or like Mm. have a response in a sermon or or whatever, you know, like a lot of the critical race theory stuff that I had to read. <clears throat> I was reading it because I wanted to understand what people were saying and then have a Christian response to it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think you should have several books going at a time and have of fiction, of relational stuff, of theology, of work, of things that you just need to learn and want to learn and you're interested in. I've got books on bourbon that are sitting by my my. Um, my chair at home. And here's the deal. <clears throat> it's ABR. Okay, ABR. Always be reading. All right? Always be reading. When you get bored, just pick up a different type of book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you're bored, it's a great time to pick up fiction. You know? If you're tired, if your eyes are tired, get audiobooks listen to audiobooks you can listen to all kinds of stuff and it's amazing i live like 7 minutes from the church but i can get through typically i can get through about one book every week or two just going from my just driving when i when i'm driving picking up kids doing this stuff mm-hmm. and i'll 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 do books i just listen to a kind of a historical uh, I think it's a historical, it's not a historical novel, I'm not sure, 1776, mm-hmm. um, about the War of Independence. I listened to that. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I listened, I'm, I just listened to Understanding Gender Dysphoria. I've got like three books I'm reading on gender dysphoria right now. I just, under, I just finished that first one, listened to it all on audiobook, got the gist of it. And, uh, you know, and so I've got a bunch, of, so I'm always, when I'm in the truck, Instead of just putting the radio on, <clears throat> I put on a book. And I can, I can plow, plow through some books like that. When I've got, I've got books on Kindle, on my phone, on my iPad, so if I go to a doctor's appointment, I don't scroll Facebook. I open up a book, I read a few pages on a book. People don't understand the power of just plotting. Just a little bit, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, five pages here, five five pages there. You can really get through books like that. I used to be able to sit, the only time I sit down for like hours and study are either on my solitude days or every Monday when I'm working on my sermon. But most of my study time is a half hour here, an hour there. Um, you know, like w- w- a couple mornings I have no morning meetings and I just use them for study. <clears throat> it's, re- it's time for where, I, where I read and write. I'll, I'll, grab a, I'll, I'll grab books and go sit in my hot tub and I just read in my hot tub. And I I'll, there, I'll read for an hour, I'll read for two hours. I love it. If I go down to the cigar shop, I'm bringing books down there, I'm reading. So <clears throat> um, I think one of the, so the, the key is have books everywhere. I've got books by my lazy boy, I've got books on my back patio. I've got books by my bed at night. I've got books on my phone. I've got audiobooks on my phone. I've got books in my office. I've got books everywhere. So when I sit down, I can reach and pick something up and start reading it. Mm-hmm. And my kids see me reading, and so I want my kids to see me reading. I want my kids to fall in love with reading. So I think a, a principle is just ha- read a lot of different books because sometimes I'm like I'm just in the mood for fiction. I'm just in the mood. I'm a, I, I want to mindlessly read right now. I'm going to read this book on bourbon. I'm going to read this book on bourbon. Or I want I, I'm I'm going to read theology. That's going to be that's going to be a little bit harder. Another thing that you should think about is make sure you have books that are adequate for every reading level. So 10, 20 years ago. I couldn't read the books that I'm reading now. If I would have tried, I would have felt like a failure and quit. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to have, um, you know, kids' books. And by, I can't just say kids' books. Like, you got books for kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders, fourth graders, fifth graders, sixth graders, sixth graders seventh graders, ninth graders, 10th graders, graders, all the way up, 11th graders, 12th graders, college. You got to have some of that stuff that tastes a little bit like candy and it's easy to eat and you're getting through it. Okay, cool. That's good. You're you're building the muscle, and of reading. And reading is a muscle. It's muscle memory. It's just like learning to throw a fastball, learning to swing a baseball bat. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, and the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts from you guys?
1: I'm just wondering what uh, con- like, how do you know if you want to reread a book again?
0: Ooh. Um. How do you know if you want to reread a book again? Okay, so here's that brings me up, brings one uh, idea up. A couple things. When you are reading, one of the most depressing things you realize is you only retain like 20% or something of what you read. Mm -hmm. And first off, there's ways to improve that. I read with a blue highlighter in my hand and often a pen as well. So I highlight anything that I find intriguing, that I find interesting, I highlight it. And then I write in the margins, <clears throat> okay? That's supposed to help me remember things. I remember things pretty well. Um, I remember quotes and such pretty often, <clears throat> but I still forget. And I get frustrated that I forget. And, and some of was, you know, you, books that I love like like Mere Christianity... I forget about stuff in there. It drives me crazy. Mm. And so sometimes I'll just get, I'll get an itch and I'll go back and reread it. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, because I've read it and underlined and highlighted and written in it, I can pick up a book and just scan my highlights. Oh yeah, now I remember. Oh yeah, that's so good. I forgot how good that is. Yeah. And so when I'm writing a sermon or writing a paper, I'll get this vague memory of like I think I think Lewis said something like that in one of his books. I'll Google it real quick and go, "Oh yeah, that was in this book." I'll go get that book off the shelf, I'll open it up, boom, there it is. And then I'll be reminded of it. <clears throat> and so I've got it filed away so I can actually you know, access it. So it helps to read with a pen in your hand, it helps to read with a highlighter in your hand. And um, don't exp- one of the worst things you can do when you're reading is try to like remember everything. I think that's why people don't get through books. They're just, oh, I'm going back and rereading everything. i re-. don't do that. Just keep reading. If you don't get something, keep reading. Just keep reading. There are sometimes, and here, here's another thing. There's sometimes that a book for whatever reason, it just won't resonate with me. I'm reading it, either. He's over my head. He's a bad writer. She's a bad writer. And so throw it away or put it on the shelf. Don't throw it away. Put it on the shelf, unless it's garbage. If it's garbage theology, throw it away. But if it's just, you can't get into it, you can't put it on the shelf. And maybe, and this has happened many times for me, a year down the road, two years down the road, I'll go and pick it back up. I'm like, this book is amazing, what was I thinking a year ago? Yeah. How did I put this down? You know, um, one book that's like that is uh, The Gospel in a Pluralist Society. The first time I read it, so first of all, I got it for all the elders. I wanted us to read it because I thought it was really important this year to understand how the gospel works inside a culture. And I, I started reading it, and I was like, what in the world? This, this feels like, this feels like I've never read this before. And I went back and I pulled it up on my Kindle and I had read the whole book and I've got highlights all through it. But I was like, what, when I read this book the first time, it was all theoretical and it was like over my head and I didn't get it. And now I was in the midst of needing to know this book and I was just gobbling it up and every chapter was just like gold. Like mm-hmm. this is what we need right now. Yeah. So sometimes there's, that books aren't going to resonate you and resonate with you in one season and then later on in life uh they're you're you're going to need them. So that's why you got to have <clears throat> just a lot of books. You just need to have a lot of books around your house. And ABR, always be reading. Mm-hmm. Always be reading and do some deep dives. Nerd nerd out on something. Nerd out on theology, nerd out on, you know, parenting, nerd out on these things. Um yeah, that's so I say, have books all over the place. So at, at bedtime, I only read fiction at bedtime because my brain is such that it needs to wind down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always reading Lord of the Rings. I've got three or four different fiction books <clears throat> on my bed, bedside table that I'll pick up. But every night I'm reading until I fall asleep. So I read, you know, whatever. I, I fall asleep pretty quick. So 15, 20 minutes at the most, I'm reading at night. So I'm reading in the morning, the harder stuff. Um, I got my coffee, and again, I'm not trying to retain everything. I'm just reading, getting through it. If it's good, I highlight it, because if I need to know this thing, I'll go back and look at my highlights. I can do that. I'm reading deep theology to stir my soul to know God better. I'm reading books that I, emergency reading, you know, about addiction and about counseling and about preaching and about things like that. I'm reading books um, about our culture that I, that we need to know, politics, um, even, and then I'm reading for things I just want to know, like interesting, like 1776 and biographies on George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And I just want to be a knowledgeable person. Mm-hmm. When my kid come kid comes home talking about history. I, I want to be there with him and know what he's talking about, you know? And, um, and then I'm reading, I'm reading stuff for fun, just for sheer fun. Oh, there's another type of book I'm, I like to read. And that's a book that you read just to learn how to be a better communicator or writer. Mm -hmm. So there are some people that just, like Doug Wilson is one for me, he writes in a way that I can completely disagree with him, but love the way he says it. Mm -hmm. He's witty. He has tons of illustrations and examples and metaphors and he th- his turns of phrases and i literally read some of the stuff he writes just to laugh and go ooh i'm stealing that right there that phrase was good i'm stealing that um and so there's some people we read just for the wow look at how good they do that you know yeah. some books i read so i can refute them you know because i'm like okay i disagree with this but i need to read i need to know that point before i get into it read that and then just read for fun Read, read kids' books. Read books to your kids. Those count as reading. Read Narnia to your kids. You know, read Indy Wilson books to your kids at, during dinnertime or whatever. Um, listen to books on, on Audible. Um, I almost said books on tape. That's how we used to do it. <laughs> but when you go on family vacations, listen to audiobooks. There's kids' audiobooks that you can listen to. Um right now I'm listening to the winter King with my son. We have to drive like 30 minutes for his wrestling practice two times a week. And so it's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. And we're listening to this book called the winter King and it's written by a Christian, but it's kind of like a you know fantasy or whatever, but mm. it's, it's a fun book. So, um, I would encourage people, man, to, to, to spend way more time reading than you do watching TV and Netflix. Um, I think Netflix is rotting our, soul, rotting our soul, entertaining us to death, as Neil Postman would say. And um, I wouldn't turn the TV on until like the kids are in bed and it's like nine o'clock at night and you watch one show and you go to bed. That, that's my opinion. Other than that, you're reading. You're not staring at your phone uh, unless you're reading. <laughs> you're reading. So So those are some ways that help me read a lot Um, you guys got anything to add to that? And then hopefully they can apply some of that, you know, to their own life. You know, you you bring a book to the pool, you bring a book to the beach, you bring a book wherever you go, man, you bring a book.
2: Yeah. I just think, um, I think people underestimate if you read, say five pages a day, seven days a week, 35 pages, 10 days, you've read 350
0: pages. Boom. that's, that's, that's honestly twice the size of, a, of most books. Yeah. Of most like Christian kind of self, whatever you call it, self-improvement books or, you know, like the kind of the light Christian reading, you could easily get through a book a week.
2: Yeah, that's how I got through a lot of the residency reading because I was here a day a week and then I was working a full-time job on top of it. So waking up, doing my time in the Word, and then just five pages.
0: Yeah, and people say, Justin... Everybody doesn't have your job. They can't read all day. You're right. They can't. I don't get to read all day either. But um, I've, I did this when I worked construction. I did this when I worked at Whole Foods in Omaha. Um, I do this when I'm on vacation. You know, I'm, I'm. This is who I am. I'm a learner, and so so I I read a lot. Now, I, maybe I wasn't getting through 50 books or 75 books or whatever a year. And there is no standard. Like, I just think a book a week. Yeah, I, I, that sounds pretty normal. Fifty-two books. And so in Goodreads, <clears throat> the app where I track the books that I've read, I just usually set a goal of fifty-two books a year. No pressure. Uh, this year I went a little higher. I think seventy or seventy-five. But um, when I had to work at seven a.m. at Whole Foods, I would just wake up at five. Mm-hmm. I'd wake up at five, and I'd read for an hour, make my coffee, hang out, go to work. So. that's you know and then i think yeah again i don't want to reiterate stuff i already said so just lots of different ways to read books any other thoughts from you bryson
1: no i'm uh, about right there with y'all i need maybe it's my enneagram three that comes out i need that number to chase after every year um so that way even if i do find myself getting bored with reading i know that i'm at least accomplishing a goal that i had yeah um and, and and even trying to, one up myself from last year, mm. um, sometimes it makes fruit for uh, unfruitful reading. But I still read the book.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's sometimes. Um, if I read like, let's say I'm reading, I'm like three quarters through a book and I I don't like it and I think it's, I I got it. Like there's some books that you read half of and you're like, okay, I got it. And now he's just beating a dead horse. Yeah. I won't finish it and I'll mark it red in my Goodreads because I don't want to finish it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm slacking off. It would be a waste of my time to finish this book because yeah. the author is just beating a dead horse. Yeah, I get it. He made his point in the first, chap- first chapter and now it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't finish every book that I start. Now I finish most books um, but I don't finish every book that I start by any means. And there's some books that like are literally only worth the first chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got one. How um how often should you be reading with somebody else? Or should you be? Like whether it be your kids, your spouse, your fight club.
0: That's a great point. I think it's always helpful to be reading with somebody else. Um I don't read Man and I we don't read together. We read so I you guys know I am obsessive and I read I can read very fast. <coughs> and so it's hard for me <clears throat> to read with anyone because I have to slow way down, and I'm always like, I'm, "Yeah, but let's get to the next book. This book is great, but then we got the next one." Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't want to put that pressure on my wife. And so, we don't really read together. We read together at family time. Like I read the kids, you know. We read the uh, we read bi- the Bible, and we read books at dinner time, and and we also have some books that we read. Just sometimes I'll be like, "All right, everybody, sit down." Let's get ice cream. We're gonna read a book, and I just start reading, you know, a fiction book or something like that. Yeah, but you should be, yeah. Lots of times, reading with your fight club, it's really beneficial to read books like that together. Hmm. Um, I do it with my staff. I, I have my staff work through a book. We all work together. I read a book with my elders, a different book that we're we're working together. <clears throat> I'll bring books to Ben, my, our our uh, deacon administration. Say Ben. Uh, I've been reading this book I want you to read this book too I, I do it with you guys so I guess I would say I do that a lot mm-hmm. so oh man so how to read more books one buy more books <laughs> two buy them in all kinds of different formats. Mm -hmm. Three, buy all kinds of different books. Try to stay away from bad ones. If you need recommendations, reach out to a pastor who knows what he's talking about. Four, place those books in all kinds of different places around your house. Leave one in your car. Put one in your briefcase. Put one in your backpack. Put one by your favorite chair. Put one buy your hot tub, put one by your bedside table, put one by your toilet, okay? Put them all over the house. Next step, just be a plotter. Read a few pages every day. Read a few pages every day. Read a few pages every day. And you will read way more than you ever thought possible. All right? So hopefully that helps you guys. um, How to read more books. If you have any questions, Please email me, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to help you. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.